Hey guys, thanks for joining me for the first episode of the You've Got 10 Minutes podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Today we're talking about the good soldier. Let's learn together. Hey guys, this has been Willis, and welcome to today's You've Got 10 Minutes podcast. I'm going to start with a question. Who is the best soldier you can think of? Maybe it's your father or grandfather or a famous war hero. Maybe it's somebody from a movie. What made or makes them the best in your mind? Hold that thought in your head and hold that person in your head as we move on. Because believe it or not, Jesus Christ was once very impressed with a soldier. In fact, my translation of the Bible says Jesus was, quote, amazed. Here's the story from the book of Matthew. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. Fast forward, Jesus then said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Now you guys would probably agree that it's quite a trick to amaze Jesus, and yet here we sit. Today we're going to talk about three things this soldier did right, and if we're paying attention, three things we can do right in our own lives. So, number one, the first thing the soldier did right was he recognized Jesus is king. He may not have had the words to describe the theology of the Trinity, but he knew enough to know Jesus holds the power. The Bible says the officer called him Lord and pleaded with him. He knew that Jesus could just say the word and his servant would be healed. This officer didn't just recognize Jesus as king, he placed his complete trust in Jesus' ability to solve his greatest problem with just a word. The Roman officer recognized Jesus as king, he believed it, and he was right. Number two, he recognized Jesus is a good king. The Roman officer says, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Let's take a look at the historical context here for background. At this time in history when Jesus walked, the Roman Empire controlled much of the Near East, including modern-day Israel or Palestine, where all these events took place. The Romans were conquerors, and they were incredibly successful. The Jewish people, on the other hand, were under Roman rule. Even prior to this, they'd been conquered numerous times by other nearby nations. Now, while some of our modern freedoms were in their infancy in the early Roman Empire, it's safe to say that conquered peoples, like the Jewish people of that time, were under very harsh Roman rule. This Roman officer would have known power as a means to defeat your enemies, to crush the competition and rise above the fray. When he looked at Jesus, he saw a man using incredible power to heal, restore, and revive those around him. The Roman officer saw correctly that Jesus is not just king, he is good. Number three, and finally, this Roman officer recognized his own sin, his own moral shortcomings. Again, the officer says, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. The officer is making a moral statement about himself here and about Jesus when he says that. At a basic level, 
He knows that if Jesus is the kind of person to possess seemingly or actually unlimited power, and he uses it to help those impoverished, defeated people, that the moral gap between himself and Jesus is so vast that it wouldn't even be appropriate for Jesus to set foot inside his home. It's like another part in the Bible where John the Baptist said he wasn't even worthy to stoop down and tie Jesus' shoes. This officer, watching presumably from a distance while Jesus teaches and heals, hits the nail exactly on the head about what counts. He knows who Jesus is. He recognizes by comparison how morally inferior he is to Jesus. And here's the important part. He responds in the only way that makes sense. I want to pay attention anytime the Bible says Jesus was amazed by anything, especially if that thing is something admirable like the faith of this, of this officer. I can learn from this man, and so can you. So, what can we learn together? Well, like I said, first, like it or not, Jesus is king. He was king and he remains king. If you're listening to this podcast and you have doubt or hesitation on this point, I want you to know you're welcome here. I hope you stick around. I hope you keep considering the claims and life of Jesus, and I hope that eventually you agree with this Roman officer that the evidence points to one conclusion. Jesus is king. For those of us who claim to believe this, do we always act like it's true? Do we have faith, like this officer, that Jesus can solve whatever we're facing with the word of his power? Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, Keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened. Does that mean this God's will for us to get everything we ask for? No. But we should take all our problems, especially the big ones, to Jesus first. That's exactly what this officer did. Someone he loved was sick and hurting, and he took the problem first to the one with the power to change everything, the king. Second, he recognized that Jesus is good. Most people listening, even if you aren't convinced yet that Jesus is king, would agree that he is good. But again, do we always act like it's true? Put another way, do I always trust him to do what's good for me? Do I trust him completely? This Roman officer was convinced of the moral goodness of Jesus by simply observing his life. And we have an advantage that Roman officer did not. Sometime after Jesus healed this child, he went to the cross. If you had any doubts about the goodness of Jesus, they should be destroyed when you look at the cross. Jesus said, No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want and also to take it up again. For this is what my Father has commanded. He did that for you and me, for our good. No one in history has done more for the good of others, including me and you, than Jesus Christ. He seeks your good. He said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Do we believe him when he says that? Do I? Always? Finally, he recognized his own sinfulness, the officer. He tells Jesus, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. And you know what? He's right. None of us is worthy. I know that, you know that, and Jesus knows that. But you know what? Jesus still wants to bless you. He still wants friendship and companionship with you. You, listening right now, this Roman officer is humble, and we should be humble. He knows that Jesus doesn't owe him anything. But figuring Jesus is a good king, it would be foolish not to ask. There are two main errors that can keep us men from missing this. The first is essentially pride. Pride can keep us from acknowledging our own issues and bringing them to Jesus. Pride can keep us from bending our knee to the good king. The problem with pride 
is that it will lead us to bend our knees to other things like money, status, fitness, career, power. These things are good servants but terrible masters. Pride will tell us the problem is outside of us when the real problem is inside of us. We've got to put away pride and embrace humility like this Roman officer. The Bible says God opposes the proud, but he blesses the humble. The other error we can make is to be so aware of our moral failings that we're crushed under the weight and think that we're beyond forgiveness. I know there is someone listening to this who thinks this. It is not true. In, in case anyone has ever told you this, there is no sin that cannot be forgiven. The blood of Jesus can cover it for all time. Take your failures to the foot of the cross and ask Jesus to forgive you and he will, I promise. The Bible says it like this, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we're calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. So remember guys, Jesus is king. Jesus is good. We need him to forgive our shortcomings. We can trust him with anything. So let's do it. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you for the men listening to this. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he is king and that he's good. And I thank you that we can bring our sins to the foot of the cross and that they'll be forgiven. I pray, Father, for these men that you would bring them and I closer to you, that you'd help us to recognize that Jesus is king in our lives and in our walks and in everything that we do and to trust that he's good. We love you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.